You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from TripAdviceCoaching.com. Today we're talking about some sexual flirting tips that you can use when you first approach her or on a first date or maybe on a second and third date, you'll see what I'm talking about in just a little bit when I give you some of these tips. So they're going to be very useful. We're also going to answer some questions from you guys who have written in, and I really enjoy answering those questions because I feel like I'm more connected to you who's listening out there. I know that thousands of you are listening, and and you know, one day, I know I, I talk about this a lot, and forgive me if I'm teasing anyone out there, but I'd really like to to do an in-person live event and even even hopefully make it like free or really, really cheap so it's really easy for people to come. So that way they don't have to worry about, you know, spending a little bit of money on the flight or um, depending on where I do it, things like that. So I do want to do an in-person event. It'd be nice to meet you and and shake hands with you and, and you know, help you out if I can even more. Um, another update I have for you is I started a broadcast channel on Instagram. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, you can follow me, TripAdvice or at TripAdvice. And I started a broadcast channel. What is that? That came out, I think it was late last year, where you can have a one-way DM. So that means it's a channel where when you join it, my group, it's it's on my profile, okay? It's a, it's a men's confidence group. That's what I called it, the Confident Men. And when you join that, it acts as a DM, as a message, and then I get to communicate with you. The only thing is it's a one-way communication, so you wouldn't be able to respond, but I've been very active in there recently, and I plan to continue to be active in there. I'm just giving little tips, little things to remember. Um, And by the way, it is me. Sometimes people think, you know, because I know there's virtual assistants that can do a lot of things. I create all the content. Even all the content that you see on Instagram or TikTok, like I'm creating all that. Sometimes I have, I have a team to help post things. You know, they'll actually schedule it and post it. Uh, but when it comes to things like that, that that is me. So that's me talking to you over that broadcast channel uh, today. I just you know gave some approaching tips, some flirting tips, and and what I like about it and how I want to help you with it too is I want to use it to help you out with more real time stuff, right? Because if I'm sitting there DMing on a Wednesday or a Friday, like on Friday, I might give you some tips for going out. Or if it's a holidays, I might give you some tips. Or if it's St. Patrick's Day and you're going out, I might give you some tips. So very uh, specific to the time that it is, I'll be giving you some tips and plus other things as well. And, and just sharing stuff with you that I might not share in other places. So follow me on Instagram, join that channel, and you'll be able to connect with me just a little bit more. Now, in today's episode, we are talking about sexual flirting tips. What does that mean? Well, obviously there's flirting and flirting in a sense is, is sexual. It's everything with flirting is, has some sort of sexual undertone, even it's, if it's very, very, very mild, because of course, when you're flirting with someone with a woman, it's not friendship. And what's not friend, what's the difference between friendship and not friendship sex. That, that is really the difference and, and, and and physical touch, you know, things like that. So these tips are a little bit more on the sexual side, more intimate side. I would say less subtle, more overt, but still subtle because that's what flirting is. Flirting is literally subtlety. That's the whole idea. 
That's the reason why flirting works so well, because it's a subtlety. Because what happens when you are subtle with your interest in a woman? You build tension. Part of my TED formula, tension, entertainment, dominance. That tension part is really big. And I know that the tension part is hard for most guys. I do get on calls with guys who are interested in the coaching program. And whenever I tell them about TED or introduce them or they've heard it before, overwhelming response is always like, I feel like I got the dominance down, entertainment kind of, the tension is where I need a lot of help. Today, this is all going to be about building that tension and that sexual tension so that we can get her interested, okay? And I'll be very clear on when you can use some of these tips. All right, let's, let's dive in. Number one, subtle touching on her arm, her waist, or her lower back. I actually have some killer YouTube videos that you can watch where you can actually see the demonstration of it. The best way to do that, if you want to see those, is go to my YouTube channel and sort by the most popular and you'll see some of my top 20, 30 videos in the millions of views are these these demonstrations. But for now, I'll explain it the best I can. I think I'll do a pretty good job for you. So the subtle touch is a touch that's not purposeful. Okay, so for example, like what's a purposeful touch? A high five would be a purposeful touch. Pushing someone away from you would be a purposeful touch. Subtle touch is more like it almost happened by accident, as if it's a reflex. Okay, so as if it's like a little bit of a reflex. So for example, if you're talking to someone in conversation, it can be a guy or or a woman, whoever it is, and they say something that kind of draws out a response from you, you might, as a reflex, kind of touch their shoulder or hit their shoulder, or maybe they tease you and you kind of tap their shoulder and ah, shut up. You know what I mean? It's almost like this reflex. So it happens, it happens in this very subtle light way. So how would you do this with a woman on her arm or her waist or her lower back? Well, when you're in conversation with them, especially if you're in a social setting, a party, a bar, a club, something like that, you're going to naturally be close to them in conversation. The body proximity is going to be very close. So that means that almost any arm movement that you do on your arm and your hand is going to be as if it naturally occurs because she's in the way, right? So maybe she says something and you thought it was interesting or she teased you or you were saying something interesting and you're kind of as a reflex touching her arm for a quick second with the back of your fingers when you're talking to her. Or maybe you touch her waist for a second when you're pulling her in and you're trying to say something in her ear so she can hear you. Or maybe you guys are walking somewhere for a quick second and you touch her lower back just for a quick second. It's like these subtle, quick touches that let me tell you right now, as subtle as they are, she's going to feel them because they are in spots that are going to be a little bit more personal, okay? Especially the waist and the the lower back. Now, I know this is a little bit more advanced. Some guys might be a little nervous to try this. That's okay. It, It makes perfect sense. I would be too if I was just starting out. 
you'll start to get this when you're more relaxed in conversation. So if this seems too advanced for you, like I can't jump into doing this, like I'm nervous, I might do something awkward, touch her in a weird way. That's okay. I would say start off by having a lot of conversations first and then working on physical escalation if, if it's too hard for you. If, you know, if you're a guy who's already pretty comfortable with touching people, maybe you're kind of like a touchy-feely person, uh, you're comfortable in conversation, you can start doing this right away if it, if it makes you feel comfortable, which it probably would. Okay, so play with it. I don't want to give you, you know, sometimes I, I hesitate I do like to give you things to say, you know, word for word things, whether it's in person or via text. Sometimes in a case like this, I hesitate only because you won't learn it as well if I give you exactly what to say, you know, in conjunction with, okay, touching her waist or lower back. I want you to play with it and feel it out. I want you to use it more as a formula than specifically exactly what to say or do. Does that make sense? So I want you to try it out where in a moment where she says something, where there's some sort of exclamation of emotion, whether it's happy or confused or excited, you can use the arm or waist or lower back touch. Okay. Uh, Not so much the lower back touch. That's more if you guys are moving around somewhere, but definitely the arm or the waist or even the stomach. And if you want to see this done, go to, again, my YouTube channel, sort by most popular. You'll see a couple of videos where I demonstrate this. So you'll see what it looks like. Um, yeah. So there, there you go. Let's move on to number two, softening your voice. Now this is not going to be one for a loud club unless, or a loud bar, unless you're very close to her. Okay. You're very close to her and you are kind of almost semi-whispering in her ear because you're obviously not going to be shouting in her ear. That's not going to work. But if you're on a date, if you guys are maybe at a quiet place on a date where you guys are right next to each other or a second date when she's over, you guys are on your couch, then you can soften your voice just a little bit like I'm doing right now. We're talking almost a little bit from your throat than you are from your chest or your diaphragm, which is funny because I always give the tip and you'll hear this a lot when, when it comes to communication where you want to talk more from your diaphragm and less from your throat. But in this case, there's an exception. You talk a little bit from your throat. You're chilling out the vibe a little bit. doesn't mean you have to talk really low. I'm not saying you have to have a low voice. It just means softening your voice a little bit when you're talking to her, when you're asking her questions. Never use this though if she can't hear you. If she can't hear you, that's not the point. You're missing the point because she has to be able to hear you. That's the most important. And then if there's a moment where you can just soften your voice, especially when you guys are talking, maybe on a couch at your place and you're just having a nice quiet conversation and it creates a little bit more of that sexual undertone. Okay, so try that out. Number three, asking them very personal questions. Okay, this is one of those where I will give you some things that you could say, but I all, and you don't need to necessarily, you know, come up with the, with the wildest stuff, but this one is a tip that has to be used 
when you know you've already built some sort of sexual connection with her, meaning you guys have already kissed. She's clearly into you. Maybe this is a second date. You know, you could bring this up if you knew what you were doing. You could bring this up in an approach. I say it's more advanced, especially if you're doing it on a first approach, because if you're asking her very personal questions, then it might come off creepy. But if you're able to have a very fast connection with the woman and it gets super comfortable, super fast and something comes up sexually, just kind of happens. Maybe she even says something, then you can get away with it. But just be careful with this one because it could go into creepyville. So you don't want to ask very personal questions like the one I'm about to give you out of nowhere. Okay. I think you understand that, but it just, it's important for me to say that because I don't want you to take some of these more advanced tips and then, you know, Oh, trip was wrong. This, you know, this totally backfired. Well, it, it probably backfired because you know, you did it wrong and, and we need to do it within the right context. Okay. So, Oh, an example of this is where's the craziest place that you've ever had sex? I love a question like this because it's not super personal to the point where it's like, whoa, like it's not how many men have you had sex with or, you know, it's not even as, as intense as like, what's the longest orgasm you've ever had? Although if you get deep, deep enough in the conversation, you're starting to talk about that stuff. You could ask that, but I'm more talking about how we're transitioning a little bit more. Okay. So we've already kind of had maybe a little, maybe you've had sex with her. Maybe you guys have had already a little bit of sexual conversation. Who knows? Then you can bring up something like that. Where's the craziest place that you've ever had sex. And this is a, sexual flirting because you guys are talking about sex, right? It's like you guys are are going to that place where now you're sharing some of those more intimate details. And normally, normally on average, you're not talking about those things with girls who are friends. I mean, maybe you are, but it's a little bit inappropriate. Like for example, Megan, her her girlfriends who are my friends, am I asking them these questions? No, because that's like inappropriate and weird because they're like friends. But that's the point now is that we use these with the people we're not trying to be friends with or we're not friends with, right? We're in more of a sexual type relationship with, okay? So try that on for size. Any other questions you could think of maybe that are just generally about, you know, sex, that are light to that degree you could use. Okay. One thing too, I want to share with you. I do have a demo where I do show you how to build tension with a woman when you guys are together and how to go for the kiss. It's called trips tension technique. I know I've talked about it a few times here on the podcast. Check it out. It's free. It's a free video link in the show notes, tripadvice.com slash tension dash technique. Go there and you'll see how I build tension with the woman and go for a kiss. And I'm saying this to you now because you could use this maybe before or after you guys are having some of these talks with personal questions. 
So check it out. It's a, it's an actual live demo that I filmed uh, some years ago and, and it's still really great. All right, next deep eye contact. Number four, deep eye contact. I know this isn't like super advanced, but for some of you, it might be because I know it can be really nervous, uh, nerve wracking to, to, you know, have really deep eye contact, but imagine, imagine that you're combining some of these things, deep eye contact, softening your voice and a subtle touch on her arm or her waist. And you're looking her so deep in the eye that almost looks like you're looking in past her, like into her past her. That's how deep it is. Not just the general eye contact where you're just kind of like talking and it's casual and you're looking at her a little bit and, and then you're kind of looking away and you're you know looking at her, but really deep eye contact. It's funny. And I say this every time I bring up eye contact, because it, it probably, if you were to categorize like how many times has Tripp given specific advice, eye contact would be probably number one. I'd probably talk about that the most. It's like if I was a band, this would be the most played song. <laughs> Deep eye contact is, or eye contact, we'll call it. Yeah, I played a lot because it's more powerful than you could ever imagine. And I love it so much because it is fairly easy. I mean, there's nothing you have to do really than look her in the eye. So in theory, it's simple, even though I know it can be sort of hard. But really take advantage of those moments, especially in approaches. You want to create this moment between you and her, which can only be really created if you're looking her in the eye and you are creating this conversation that's happening between you and two, you and her with no outsiders. Okay, that's number four. Number five, number five, saying her name. Dale Carnegie in his book, how to win friends and influence people talks about the sweetest sound someone can hear is their name and you can say her name. Now there's different ways to say her name. I'm not saying you're going to say it sexually. Like you guys are having sex. You could, that's not really the tip here though. You're going to be using and saying her name in conversation, especially when you are kind of teasing her. So I'll give you an example here. You know, if you're talking to her and she, and you say, you know, when's the last time you went on vacation? And she goes, oh, I haven't been on vacation in two years. And then you go, Vanessa, come on. How have you not taken time to pamper yourself and go on vacation or something like that? Right. So it's kind of like name that, 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 Stephanie, Ashley, Madison, Petunia, Okay, whatever her name is, you kind of say it and then you pause and you say, bah, 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 bah. it can be response to something. It can be a response to something, but don't use this too much or else it's going to be weird. She's going to notice it. So you do it just a couple of times. You know, maybe you're giving her a tour around your apartment or condo or house and then you go, all right, all right, Vanessa, get ready because we're going to give you the tour of the lifetime. Or maybe you're handing her a glass of wine or a glass of water. And you can say, all right, Vanessa, get ready because this is going to be a great glass of wine or this is going to be the best filtered water you've ever had. You know, something where you're kind of joking around, having fun and saying her name. If you make it where it's serious, it doesn't have that same ring. 
So we're doing it in this fun, playful way. And then you can combine it with deep eye contact, softening your voice, looking her in the eye. Now that we're on this topic, Vanessa, I have a crazy question for you. Where's the craziest place you've ever done it? Right? Combining all these together, very powerful. Okay, number six, another way to combine all this with something you could say, and you could literally use almost all these tips all in one with this, with this one, which is saying things to her like, okay, you're trouble or you're bad or you're bad for me. I love this one. Probably another hit if we're talking about the hits of tips that I give. It's one I say a lot. And you know, it's funny. I did a TikTok um, last year. It got 2.2 million views. And it's called, you know, one of the flirtiest things you can say to a girl. And the comments just rip me apart. And I knew they would. I knew they would because it's a very polarizing piece of advice. It can be kind of cringy. And I get that. You might be cringing now. Like you might be saying like, Trip, that is the lamest shit ever. Dude, it's not. It's really not. The whole idea behind the advice I give is is to not be that person. I'm not going to give you something that doesn't work. And yeah, I can even admit it sounds a little cheesy, but it just works. It's just the way you say it. If you say it with a tone that's a little off, it can sound cheesy. Like if you look at it and go, you're bad or something like that. I don't know. You know, that's just kind of weird. But if you say it in a more playful, like, okay, wow, you know what? You're trouble. So imagine this, you go, Vanessa, now that we're talking about this, all right, fine. Now that we're getting deep here, where's the craziest place you've ever done it? And she'll be like, oh, I did it once here, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You can say, uh-oh. Oh man, you're trouble. You're bad. This is uh, this is not going to work out. I have a feeling that the more time I spend with you, we're just probably going to get arrested. It's going to be crazy. You know, you're you're teasing her. You're jokingly saying it, but it also comes off kind of true. And when you're calling someone bad or trouble, it builds a little bit of tension, so it can kind of work. So you can say that along with deep eye contact, saying her name, maybe asking her a question and softening your voice just a little bit. And you can even you can combine that um, with a touch. You know, when you say that to her, like Vanessa, and you kind of lightly touch her on her arm, you're trouble. You can even say it in a sarcastic way, even if she doesn't say anything. Like if she's like the craziest place, she goes, I don't know, my bed. You can say, oh, Vanessa, that's crazy. You know what? I, I can't be, that's so wild. I can't even be hanging around you. You're trouble, right? Cause you're joking. Cause obviously that's not bad or trouble. All right. So this is how I like to view more advanced or, or more sexual flirting, the undertones, the vibe, and just the way that you're, you know, subtly yet still overtly doing this kind of dance where you're crossing more of that line into sexual tension between you and her. 
If you want to see what it's like to actually build that tension, you know to get Trips Tension Technique. That is in the show notes where you can click. You'll get on my email list where I send weekly, uh, actually more than weekly, a few times per week, more uh, tips and tricks for attraction. So check that out. And let's go into some questions here. If you want to ask your question, you can email in trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question, and then I'll answer it here on the podcast. And I appreciate all of you who write in, and there's a lot here, so I am very excited to get into it. Let's do it. Hey, Trip, I'm a 29-year-old guy from Denver who has dated off and on, but has let self-esteem issues get in the way of my dating goals until recently. I have a tricky question that I don't think you've addressed before. Ooh. All right, let's see what he's got. He says, I'll dig into that in a second. But first, I want to say that your podcast has been really helpful. I started listening a few weeks ago, and the advice you provide has really helped me turn a corner in my dating life. I've gone on three dates with three different women this week. The third woman is very attractive, but very unstable, and ultimately not for me. She texted me, right after the date that she wants to see me again and can't wait to learn more about me. I'm about to leave town for two weeks and she knows that. How do I go about wrapping this up without kicking a hornet's nest? Do I just leave it be and hope we fizzle out? Should I say that I'm not interested in her and wish her luck? What do you think? Great question. I know guys, we can get a little nervous, you know, kicking the hornet's nest, so to speak, that you might stir up some trouble. And if you're with an unstable woman that you're texting, that she might cause drama in your life. Of course, everything in life is a risk, right? So we have to look at this at, at what's the risks? Well, of course, is there is there a risk if you just ghost her? Is there a risk if you text her and say you're not interested? If you go the route where you say, you know, oh, I'm leaving for a while. And you kind of give her what's called breadcrumbs where you kind of show little bits of interest, but then you're not really following through with it. You know, is the risk there? Yes, there's risk there. To me, the lowest risk is actually being perfectly honest with her. That's the lowest risk. Yes, she could blow up, something could happen. But of course, what could really happen? I don't know. You can always block her. I doubt she's going to come and, and, you know, stalk you. The chances of that are very, very low. But if you kind of keep her hanging on or, you know, let it kind of fizzle out, showing her that maybe there's some chance with you, then it could cause more trouble because then she's going to feel like you let her on. So any woman, whether you feel she's unstable or not, if she's trying to meet up with you, you know, do the right thing. You don't need to ghost her. Just send her a text and say, Hey, I did have a good time, but ultimately I'm just not feeling the connection. I wanted to be honest with you and I wish you the best. That's it. You can rewind that and you can write that down word for word and text that to the women you're not interested in and not interested in. So anonymous, thank you for writing in. That is a question I have had before. I like to say that's a good problem. So I'm glad that you're listening to the podcast and you're getting dates how fantastic. The fact that you've only been listening to it for three weeks and getting and getting really good help is is awesome. So um, yeah, let's uh, let's go to the next one. Bryce, Trip, interested in hearing your take on a recent encounter of mine. 
there's a girl that I'm interested in who happens to work in the same office building as myself. I met this girl while on a break at work. We had a 10 to 15 minute conversation and found out we shared some commonalities. I made sure to throw in some light, playful flirting, which she enjoyed. Before parting ways, I told her that I wanted to take her out on drinks. She replied she had a boyfriend. However, and this is the kicker, that we should get together and hang. Funny, right? So I proceeded to ask for her number in which she replied she'd email it to me. I thought that was odd, but I played it off, exchanged pleasantries, and went about the rest of my day. So what do we think, Trip? I don't think it's a no, but the odds of ever running across her are low. Should I just smash that follow request on Instagram and hope for the best, or take my medicine and move on? Thanks for your time, Bryce. Bryce, you must be new here, and that's okay. We don't in the trip advice community. We do not date coworkers. We do not. We do not date women who live in your office building. And I mean, red flag after red flag, we don't try to date women who have a boyfriend. You, Bryce, and I say this with tough love, are in scarce mentality. You are only interested in this woman because you don't have any other women in your life. Because think about it. Out of all the options, which is going to be the most ideal? A woman who doesn't work in your office building and is single or a woman who works in your office building and has a boyfriend? Who would you pick? You'd pick the first one, obviously. Why aren't you doing that now? Because you don't have those options. So you're going for the lack of a better phrase, low hanging fruit. I say low hanging fruit because this is the woman who you just happen to run across because that's where you work and that's what happened. And you kind of get interested in her because, well, because you're in scarce mentality. So Bryce, you move on. You don't follow her. You don't talk to her. She's got a boyfriend. Also, you know, I, I don't talk too much about, you know, dating ethics here, but you know, guys, golden rule. What would you think if you had a girlfriend and this guy was trying to strategize how to get your girl? You know, what's, what's going on there? I mean, hopefully you have a girlfriend who that wouldn't matter, but you wouldn't like this guy too much, would you? So now you're that guy. You're that guy. I just wouldn't do it. And also, we just don't want to go for women who, speaking of trouble, as per last question, we don't want to date women who are dating somebody. We don't even want to date a woman who's fresh off of a breakup. You know, if you have like a a rebound fling, that's one thing. But, you know, trying to actually go for a girl who's recently off a breakup, more drama you don't need in your life. So, Bryce, thanks for writing in. Move on. Let's meet other women in other avenues other than your work, okay? Let's go to the next one. Mateus, Mateus, Mateus. That's what he's he wrote here. He wrote out the uh, pronunciation. Hi, Trip. I recently had this experience when I went out alone to a karaoke bar to overcome my fears of starting conversations with women and people in general. I struck up conversation with another guy who was wearing a shirt nearly identical to mine. We both thought it was funny, and he invited me to join in conversation with his group of coworkers he had arrived with. 
I joined them and they immediately engaged in fun conversation about the identical shirts. After breaking the ice and moving toward productive conversations with other female members of the group, a different guy became defensive and asked me to move on away from their group and that they just wanted to hang out as coworkers. I know I was not drunk or being awkward and had initially felt welcomed into the group. Normally, I would not think of it and would chalk it up to being the other guy's problem and not me. However, this is my second time experiencing the same situation. When it happened the first time, one girl said to me, we don't want you here. Then another girl disagreed, told me to stay and apologized to me while shouting across the table. I'm sorry that my friend is being a bitch. Can you speak on how to deal with that one guy or girl who doesn't like you and wants you to leave when things seem to be going great with everyone else? Thanks. By the way, I'm a 39-year-old white male, and the average age in the group was early 30s and all white. I do not suspect any age or racial discrimination. Matias. Now that is a question I have not heard before, and I love questions that I've not heard before. This is a really good one. Well, I would say this. First of all, kudos to you. You're working on your fear starting conversations and you're doing what's really hard. You're going up to groups and you are starting conversations. Fantastic. Here's where things are getting a little bit gray for me where I'm just uh, I'm a little confused. You're trying to get rid of your fear of a conversation with strangers, but where are we going with this afterwards, right? Like I remember I would go out and I would do the same thing as you. I would talk to groups and this, this happened to me a few times for sure. Um, not many, cause I, I kind of learned my lesson afterwards, which I'm going to be teaching you is at, at the end of the day, are you, what are you trying to do? What's your goal? So I know your goal is to get over the fear of starting conversations with women. That's what you said, but what's your end goal? Cause clearly you're doing that to what? You're doing that to then, I'm guessing, get a girl, get her number, get her attracted, unless your goal is to make friends. I'm imagining your goal is not to make friends because you said, quote, I went out alone to a karaoke bar to overcome my fears of starting conversations with women. So I'm going to go that route. That is your goal. If that's your goal, I like what you're doing right now, but you're sort of going down this strange path that's not really leading uh, leading itself to the goal. Because, again, I love that you're starting conversations with groups. That and to, to get over your anxiety, that's good. But to to get the girl that you're interested in, that's not really the way to do it. It doesn't work as well because you're going to get a lot of this of, you know, you're, you're kind of interfering with this group that are friends and you kind of can't blame them. Imagine you're out with your coworkers, you're out with your group of friends and this guy comes over and yeah, he's pretty chill, but you wouldn't want you there either. Right? So if that's the case, okay, what do we do? Well, if you want to just keep doing this because you're overcoming your fears, then great. Then just know that you're going to deal with people who maybe don't want you there. And then you can kill them with kindness and start to talk to them. That's the best way out. But they also might be annoyed because they said they don't want to talk to you. They're, they're with their friends. So if you want to then actually accomplish the goal, you need to be talking to the one girl that you're interested in. That way, no one has any real right to say, we don't want you here or you're bothering us because you're not really sitting there trying to mingle with the whole group. Again, that's not what you should be doing anyways if you're trying to just get a girl. So if you saw a group of people 
maybe they're friends, coworkers, whatever. And you went over to the girl that you were interested in and you talked to her first, then the guys or the girls would know that, okay, Jennifer is in conversation with this stranger. They're just going to kind of let it happen or else they'd be cockblocks and they might still do that. But either way, who cares? Because you're making the connection with the woman that you like, and then you can grab her number and be off. And you're not going to even deal with any sort of, you know, rough situation with getting into the group. And you'll never have to deal with that, most likely. Because even if a guy or girl does say, like, get out of here, well, who cares? Because you're just connecting with that one woman. Is she telling you to leave? Well, if not, right, and you guys are having a good conversation, then it doesn't matter. Then maybe that girl's going to be like, you know, shut up, and I'm talking to him or whatever. Or they're just going to let it be because you're not interrupting the whole group. You're just taking one girl and having a conversation with her, and oh, well, they're going to have to deal with it. Welcome to going to a social atmosphere. Okay, does that make sense? So I want you to keep doing what you're doing if it's helping you kind of get out of the anxiety mode, but you're almost trying to solve a problem that is only occurring because you're doing something not the best you could be to attain the goal that you have, which is, you know, women and dating more women. Ooh, okay. We rocked that one. Mateus or Matias. Hope I'm saying that right. One of those is correct. Hope that helps. And uh, I do wish you the best from here on out. All right, let's do another one. This is from Anonymous. He says, greetings, Trip. I would like to remain anonymous if this goes up on the podcast. I've been listening to your podcast since the long overdue end to an almost five-year toxic drama roller coaster of a relationship. I'm still recovering even eight months after the fact. My problem is I tried to fix her and failed to recognize the red flags time. My question is, What does a fulfilling relationship look like versus a bad relationship? Additionally, I live in Houston, Texas. I moved here a few weeks ago and having a tough time finding where to meet quality women. Where do quality women congregate? I am not into the whole club thing. Keep up the fantastic work. You are the sole reason I'm able to climb out of my funk surrounding the end of my relationship. Thank you for that. Best anonymous. Wow, you've inspired me. I'm not going to answer this question today. Because this is such a good question that it actually, it, it needs its own episode because I have a lot to go over. And also I know that this is the more end of the podcast episode. So it's so good. I know not everyone always makes it to the end of the episode and not every single person listens to every single episode. So I want my advice that I have for you, which is going to be very good and very powerful because I am in a fulfilling relationship and I have been in toxic relationships and one very similar to the way that you're saying it, you know, where you kind of tried to fix them and you didn't recognize the red flags at first. Like I experienced that, which I'll repeat again. So, um, yeah, I did not know I was going to do this. I thought I was just going to answer it here, but my intuition says, let's actually make this an episode. So if you want an answer to this question, anonymous and anyone else who is listening here, just go to the next episode. And if it's not up yet, uh, you'll just wait a couple days and, and it will be up. So hope that helps. And I'm excited to dive into that. Thank you, Anonymous Anonymous, Bryce, 
and Mateus. I appreciate you writing in. Thanks for listening. Hope this was a good episode for you and you took some notes and I'll talk to you on the next one.